I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Christy. Hi, Will. How are you? We made it. We're here. We did it. It's the 20th anniversary reunion episode of I Hear Voices for Kim Possible cast and crew. Ah! It's unbelievable. We got everybody together. I I, 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 I want to say their names, but I also want to say their character names because while I say John DiMaggio's here, Nicole Sullivan's here, I want to say Draken's here and she goes here right? and our director's here. The creators are here. And not only do we get to talk to everybody... But what else, Christy? Uh, there is an entirely new scene that we are going to be doing together at the tail end of this episode. You will not want to miss it. This is what I Hear Voices was just absolutely made for. We are so excited to bring this to you guys. Take a listen. Share with a friend. You're going to be so happy you listened to this one. Yeah, this is pretty great. You want to hear some new Kim Possible stuff? Because we got it. Check it out. I Hear Voices. I am so excited. <laughs> By the way, we just start. It's abrupt. It's it's jarring. That is your big, we will do intros later so as not to waste your time, but we are essentially already halfway through the show. All right. This is yeah. awesome. Thank Good you for so coming. Far. It was very nice to see you. It's great to see you. Guys. We're so excited. We are so excited. This is the one. So we should let you know very quickly before we get into the uh, history of Kim Possible, which we want to talk about, that uh -huh. this episode of the show is the reason the show exists. Wow. So we started by saying we would love to do some kind of a Kim Possible reunion. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if we could film it? Oh, wouldn't that be cool if we could have a show? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then comes I Hear Voices. So it is because of Kim Possible that we are even here at all, which is pretty awesome. And yes. the only reason we're here, too. So it's 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 unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> we're a team. We're a family. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Christy, I don't even know where to start. You're Kim. You should start. Where do you think we should begin this this sojourn? Oh, wow. Okay. So Will and I, you know, we never did Comic-Cons, right, guys? Like, I, I remember us saying, like, oh, can we do them? And I don't think Disney really 
want they weren't mainstream as they are now. Yeah, they right? weren't doing right. Comic Cons back we... then. So uh, yeah, At, right after Kim. Was there a reason why they didn't have us do Comic Cons to even get the word out? I think or... I think there was a it was a thing of is that our audience? Is that the Disney okay. Channel audience? I think was the the mindset. And I think as time went by, they opened their minds a little bit about what is how do we reach people? Because um, certainly every show it became a tradition every new. Uh, Disney TV animation show, Disney Channel show, had a panel at Comic-Con. Well, I think after Kim yeah. Comic-Con started having panels for everything anyway. I mean, prior yeah. to that, it Yeah, that's true. It, it became more of a pop culture. Yeah, it became pop yeah, culture. they're everywhere yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So well, it wasn't personal. <laughs> no, I took it personally. But, uh, <laughs> I took not. it personally. I, so I think we should probably start at the beginning. We've heard that now it's become a famous story that we've heard a number of times, but it sounds so kind of crazy that everyone thinks you made it up but how did kim possible we did start? make it up it, this was the easiest <laughs> development we ever had yeah we were disney channel had never worked with disney tv animation before uh they wanted a show we knew their audience skewed girl uh and we were on our way back from lunch we were in an elevator and i turned to bob and i said kim possible she could do anything and I said, Ron, stoppable, he can't. And uh, by the time we got to our floor, which was only three floors, it wasn't a long trip. Uh, it, and you know, it was one of those stories that sounds made up, but it, it, it's absolutely true yeah. that the entire thing, almost the entire thing was figured out. And to be fair, Disney Channel's um, elevators are very slow. That's true. So they're very slow. If it had gone longer, we would have so come now, up with the parents and the tweebs, too. Yeah. Now, when you say Kim you Possible, <laughs> exact drawing as you go, Kim Possible, she can do anything. Was this a name that had bopping around in your head before or did it just I, pop I in in the elevator? it just popped in. You know, I think it was sort of the wow. corny pun thing. And I, I don't know. It was weird. It was just sort of a magic moment. Disney magic. There you go. Yeah, I was actually kind of skeptical at first because I'm like, can we really do a show <laughs> just based on two dumb names? But... <laughs> Turns out you can. <laughs> it turns out you can. Bob, where did you come up with Ron? Ron's not. Uh, I think just coming up with Unstoppable, and it's like, what sounded closest to that? And, uh, you know, even though it doesn't really make sense, because Ron Stoppable sounding like Unstoppable is the opposite of what his actual personality oh is. Oh, my God. I mean, I honestly didn't. I didn't even put two and all, two together. All these until years? Did you really moment. not? Really? All, all this years, time? I honestly didn't. I just thought it was opposite of me being doing everything possible and him well, just it is, doing it. Well, it is. Yeah. But you know, yeah, Ron is very stoppable, it turns <laughs> out. But... um. Every Tom wow. Petty song where he says, like, the rain was unstoppable, I always hear the rain was Ron Stoppable. They've ruined yes. every Tom Petty song in history wow. uh, because of that. Okay, so that. from ele from Crazy Slow Elevator Ride to First Script, how long was that? Uh, I have no idea. Probably like six months, something like that, to the pilot. The, the original pilot was only 11 minutes long, and it was what oh, became yeah. the episode Crush. But the mm -hmm. difference originally was Shigo didn't exist. Oh. I think Shigo came out of some point. Mark was like, we've got to give Draken somebody to talk to. And then when we um, cast Nicole, who we had worked with on Buzz Lightyear, um, suddenly the whole relationship changed because clearly Draken was not in charge once Shigo was there, yeah. so uh, <laughs> very different dynamic. And, and and the Shigo Kim relationship, you know, emerged very quickly. You know, 
that here which has taken on a life of its own well so we hear we we get that (laughs) feedback quite a bit yeah it's uh it's an interesting google it's an interesting i mean it's great because it actually you know it it was people just respond to the show in different ways and for uh, for a lot of people that was a big deal we've gotten a lot of very positive feedback on that that's true on that front you know that uh, so have we from the whole lgbtq community from a number of different characters in the yeah. show senior senior junior mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of different characters that people really responded to in that community yeah. which is kind of awesome oh yeah i mean um yeah. that it was crossing all the different lines that it possibly could yeah. so guys when did you guys start um drawing kim like what was that process you guys obviously have a background in animation yeah. but like what why i know i've heard you guys talk about the art deco stuff the inspiration for that but can you talk a little bit i'm all, i'm just really curious we hired some artists some great artists to explore kim and then when Chris Bailey came aboard, <clears throat> he brought in Steven Silver, who had a very different approach to what we had been pursuing. And it was great. I mean, before that, Kim sort of looked like a DC character. Um, very okay. traditional. Really? More naturalistic sort of. proportions. Yeah. But, okay. But Chris guiding the art team, Steven Silver doing character design, Alan Bodner is art director. I think Justin Thompson did layouts and backgrounds. Who directed the Spider-Verse movie recently. So uh, he's, oh, wow. he's directing the Small new one. Small little film. Like the directing the new director. one, yeah. Yeah. So they all, you know, fused their talents. Uh, and it's one of the things that gave it such a unique look, you know, that till this day, it, it holds up as a, a pretty timeless design. It does. I I watched the pilot last night for my first time in years. <laughs> and aside from the fact that Ron's voice is completely different, which is totally on me, <laughs> yeah. which we'll Ron, get into Ron in a little bit. Ron got a lot bit. higher over the years. Ron got a lot yeah. higher. Well, that was- yeah. I got a lot lower and he got a lot yeah. higher. Yeah, yeah you I guys thought, took so two I, different paths. We started that. Yeah, we did. We switched. So I I watched last night and it was essentially my voice. Yeah. It's like, you know what, KP? We got it. You know, we got about- And by the end, he's like all the way up here. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we want to talk to you big, about that. <laughs> did you realize? No, well, I mean, I'm I'm curious. I think Johnny DiMaggio said something to me one day in the booth, and other than that, I think one time Lisa went, maybe let's not push the voice too much. But nobody really said anything. Nobody reeled Will it, in. It, yeah, it evolved over time. I mean, I, I think I it was because you know, okay. season one was what twenty one episodes or twenty two episodes, something like one? that. Yeah, yeah, something. Like and that. then season two was a chunkier order, uh, and I think okay. by the end of that, maybe it was starting to happen. Yeah, season two was like 30 episodes or something, I think. It was long. Were you, Will, were you doing another part that brought your voice to a different place? No, so I think it was it? probably okay. a combination of him being wacky and me being lazy. I think you were it's seeing like a... the character over time. That too. And, and sometimes too, the writing, he could get dumber, you know, as, as time went yeah. along. Or, you know, that first season, he's, a little more just the teenage guy yeah you know yeah like, yeah I and mean, he's not good at the action stuff I, now the same thing happened to me on boy meets world by the fourth or fifth role where <laughs> they start to just write me dumber it starts to take it personally become a personal thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, you gotta know your wheelhouse you know your wheelhouse the one thing i will say about will's character though is that he always played it with heart yes. so that when you guys wrote to, yeah. to to that that's what kept me able to speak to him and, and justify Kim being with this guy, even thinking of him romantically, was because Will, uh, Ron, and Will, but Ron has a lot of heart yeah. at the end of the day, and he's yes. like 100% loyal to Kim, 
100% has her back. Got your, ca got your back, KP. Like, yeah, yeah, I think You know was, what I mean? Like, even though he was zany. I think that was mm -hmm. the key to the whole series, that there was a sweetness to it, that even though Kim yeah. could be sarcastic and funny in that way, and Ron could be an idiot and funny in that way, there was an emotional bond that really came through. And I think that's why, you know, people still remember it 20 years later, because they got invested in those characters. Yeah. I think so, too. I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I just want to, do you huh? guys, do you guys remember gifting oh, me yeah. this? Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Do you remember? I, I don't like, know when you gave that to me. I feel like that was pretty early on, probably. Yeah. yeah. It was. That's very cool. Isn't yeah, it beautiful? Awesome. And they signed it. it. For people just listening, it is a cell. Well, it's not a cell, it's a but it's, it's an original drawing by Bob and Mark, and it's not beautiful. Not by us. Oh, it was by somebody <laughs> talented. Oh, it's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Was so it says Chris. Do you think Chris? Yeah, I think, did I think he Bailey. must have. Chris, I, think Chris, I think Chris Bailey did that. Okay, that's a Bailey. Yeah, that's, that's Chris really, Bailey's really cool. style. That's for sure. I that's should really I should get this insured, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Chris <laughs> Bailey can draw like nobody's business, and we we can draw yeah. like nobody. And he was should. our he was our first he was our yeah, first director. He, that's right. He, and he really brought the team together on that look. I mean, you know. It was uh, a lot yeah, of really amazing good storyboard. I mean, Dave Filoni was one of the storyboard artists. He's now Mr. Star Wars, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of people was, wow. came through the ranks of KP. He is Mr. Star Wars. It's like, yeah. you know, they've, they've, you know, he says it and they yeah. do it now. Yeah. Kind of Star uh, Wars. Yeah. yeah, it just had. And he was season two. I, was, I, don't, I can't remember if he was season one or not. I guess maybe. Steven Silver did um, some princesses too, right? That I thought I that one of the people that was on the team designing Kim Possible were also designing some princesses. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know he, I he now that. teaches character design, um, so he's done a lot, but um, it was definitely... It's, it's funny how you hear so many fabled random things about Kim Possible over the oh, years. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I have the facts online. True and what I, is there's it? somebody online, it's like some of the casting stuff of who auditioned for it. And it's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, we heard that too. Because we asked, we asked Lisa Schaefer when we had her on because one of the ones I heard was John Cena yeah. saying, oh, I auditioned for yeah. Ron Stoppable. But he said he that really? apparently. If I ever meet yeah, him, I want to hear it, the story because I don't remember it. And we were in all those auditions. Just look up at him and ask I mean, him I the question. I think Neil yes. Patrick Harris was another one. And I'm pretty sure that actually did happen. Yeah. I vaguely, I mean, we worked with him yeah. years later on the Penguin show, but I, I should have asked him then. But um, yeah, I feel like he must have read John Cena. I do not. Re Although, why would I? I wouldn't have known who he was probably back then. Yeah, I guess at the he time. was great in Peacemaker. I'll give him that. <laughs> so now I have a, I, I have a question. So we've heard since the show has ended that from the time it started, the plan was to get Kim and Ron together. Yes. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. I didn't either. But rewatching the pilot last night, you watch it in a different light, knowing that it is there is that kind of friendship zone right. thing right. vibe through the through the pilot episode. And oh, yeah, you know, my daughter just this weekend started the beginning and was binging them all, which I recommend everyone do should do. Go to Disney Plus. And <laughs> yes, please. Even if you're not Absolutely. in the room, just hit play and just let it keep going. But anyway, <laughs> and let it go. But it was fun over the particularly over the course of season one, to see, knowing that that's the goal far down the road, uh, all the little peppered things in there of girls, and into the season two, too, girls that Ron's interested in, uh, guys that Kim is interested in, you know, that it, it definitely played like a, you know, we weren't purposely feeding the shipping, because I don't think we knew the term shipping yet. But we learned. Sure, no, that didn't exist. I'm sure we learned it pretty quick. We, I think we learned it in the fan reaction <laughs> yeah. you know, to Kim. 
Bob, how at the time were you getting fan reaction? Because the internet was, I mean, it was there, obviously, but it wasn't the same I kind of it, readily back available then to everybody. It was probably like Usenet and message boards or something. Message archaic. boards, I think. Yeah. IMDb had message boards. I don't know if you guys read those either, but I remember wow. those. Yeah, there was, there was. I mean, because I think... I th- there was no Reddit. There was no Reddit. Right. But there was, yeah. you know, it wasn't like now. No Twitter. You don't get the, you didn't yeah. get the onslaught. You had to seek it yeah, out to see right. what was like. playing. At first, when you make, I mean, because we, you know, started cartoons in the dark ages on a typewriter. Uh, but, right. um, <laughs> literally. But, you know, it was really cool at first when you could get feedback online to stuff and then you realize oh this is uh, <laughs> this can, oh i get yeah, feedback this could get toxic pretty quick <laughs> yeah. uh, well it, it's yeah. it's interesting when you actually like start you know early on i think everyone who made shows when suddenly you could connect with fans directly you would correct something that they got wrong or something and they would get really mad they do not like that <laughs> they they would yeah. rather have their version of what they thought something was supposed to be then you saying oh no no right. what we meant was but you know well, so we learned that lesson years ago now so what do you guys feel like why do you think Kim Possible is still I know you mentioned that the vulnerability of Ron's character but overall why do people still love Kim Possible like they did as if it was it was uh, new again well we have to I say think, the writing but no right <laughs> I say the writing I, 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 I don't disagree that. with that no, I, though yeah. I'm sorry I Part don't disagree the with that song I think too the yeah. theme song really? the that communicator too. beep that you still hear out there on people's oh, phones yeah. everywhere it's always oh, weird yeah. when I hear that in public um, yeah, yeah. Me, you, you're telling me yeah <laughs> But I yeah. think I think it was just everything came together. The character design. We were really lucky to make it in HD when it wasn't really airing in HD yet. So it actually looks really look good great. if you watch it now. Um, but over the years, yeah. Bob and I, uh, whenever we're doing like an informational interview with someone who is a recent college graduate, once again, in the industry, consistently, almost every time, Kim Possible was this thing that inspired them when they were young. And I just spoke uh, to a group from Temple University where we both went to school that was out and across the board. It was like, oh, Kim Possible is such an important thing to me. So, you know, I do think at the same time as us, there was Powerpuff Girls and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think there was something, you know, in the zeitgeist about female empowerment that everybody seemed to come up with separately, but they all kind of hit the airwaves around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it just, it, it scratched an itch that people didn't quite know they had. You know what I mean? Like it mm, just connected. Interesting. Uh, I think, but, but I do think yeah. the the caliber of the writing and the performances. I mean, not just you guys and, and and you know John and Nicole, but gosh, rewatching the ones this weekend, Debbie Reynolds as Nana. Yeah, was, was fantastic. So, so good. She it just would amazing. knock it out of I the park. A- and Ricardo Montalban as Senor Senior Senior. Ugh. Is, the cast of not just that, but the regular cast yeah. too. When when you get into Gene the Smart, the, Gene the, Smart, the Gary Cole. Scene and it's Gene Smart and Gary Cole as the yeah. parents are two of the greatest animated parents of yeah. all time. I, mean, I will say that they're phenomenal. I, yeah, they really are. I'm enjoying Gene Smart's Renaissance and the uh, hats. Yes, and, uh, a lot of renaissances. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But, um, she's amazing. It's about time because she's a but, genius. Yeah, I mean, she, she is, just uh, brought something to mom, and he brought something to dad that was just way beyond what you get in typical cartoon parents, you know? And uh, Ron's parents too. And Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. I mean, it was was insane. 
And we got to work yeah. with exactly none of these people. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That was the curse of the everyone's busy schedules and tended to be everybody in isolation. Well, it's yeah. funny. Like with Gene Smart and Gary Cole were such pros that they would come in and do their part in literally like five minutes. It would be like bing, bang. Bye. Yeah. We just <laughs> eventually just sort of nicknamed him the gunslinger. I mean, he would just come in. You would do three takes in the name of doing three takes, but right everyone he always hits just, a bullseye and you just go all right well that's done uh, you know yeah. <laughs> I, I i saw him once at a restaurant in los angeles he was having lunch by himself and i walked over i said mr cole you know we did a show together for a long time i think we met once it was kim possible and in that voice he went yeah nice to see you again. Yes! <laughs> and that was it <laughs> I, had a, I had a very i had a very similar experience with him he is such a gentleman and you know yeah. we were we did a movie together he was very nice but it was yeah. he was abruptly very nice mm-hmm. to me very professional um, guy yeah but if you don't mind sticking around uh, a little while yeah. here we're gonna go talk to some other people from kim possible but and we've teased this a little bit uh you have both done something pretty amazing for us oh, and so good You've written a new Kim Possible scene, and we are going to be recording it in a little bit. So if you don't mind hanging out, would that be cool? It is exclusive. Exclusive We can't wait. We're excited to hear the characters again. (laughs) We can't wait. Well, we were so excited to read it. It is. It brought us right back. Christy and I have been talking about it for days. It brought us right back to the show. Freaking out all morning, you guys. You don't understand. (laughs) My husband's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No." We can't wait. So we're going to go talk to some of the other actors and then we're going to bring everybody back. uh, And Lisa Schaefer is going to come back and direct us again like old times. And we are going to uh, record the scene. So thank you so much. And we are going to be coming back. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll see you in a bit. Oh, this is so good. We love you guys. Yes, Nicole! Yay, Nicole Sullivan's here! You guys are so cute! I love you two! so happy to see you. I'm so excited that you're here for the 20th anniversary. I love you guys do this. I'm like in love with the fact that you guys chitty chat all the time. We chitty chat and the thing that's cool is that this whole Kim Possible thing was kind of what started our show here. We started I Hear Voices by thinking about the Kim Possible 20th anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Back together. We did. (laughs) We did. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. I still have my She Go Cell up in my uh, office. My, my Will, man- did you get one? No, I'm the only one who got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> my agent got it for me. I don't know how, I don't understand how that works, but he got it for me as a That's gift amazing. 20, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, uh, yes, I was trying oh to find gosh. my Camp Wanna Weep shirt this morning. It's somewhere, but I don't know where oh, it, it actually cool. is. Yes, awesome. weep. <laughs> so we should jump in because we don't have Let's a lot of time, yeah. and yeah. we are getting to. Get, we are going to record a new scene from Kim Possible today. Did you get the scene? I oh have my the God, scene. It's so good. I have the it's scene. So and it's Mark and Bob. I mean, Mark and Bob are geniuses. Oh. it's right back. It took us right back, like right back. Do you remember? Okay, so do you remember auditioning for She Go? How did you approach her? They had just mentioned because we just had them on before you that they had worked with you with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So how was your audition process for She Go, and and when did you see her face? And um, all that. Gosh, Christy, it was offer only. <laughs> So, well, yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. I mean, you're an icon. Whatever. I should hope so. <laughs> of course uh, no. it was offer It only. was a different day, guys. It was a different day. <laughs> I love it. 
stop. Come on. Do you remember that when people would just give sense. you jobs? People would just give you jobs at one point. Uh, yes, I remember that week. Yeah. It happened that was like awesome. once. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it does not happen anymore. That's amazing. But no, I, I love them and I, I loved Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear was so fun. But it, it's so funny to look at, even from Buzz Lightyear to this show, like they really took like such a move forward in a female character because my character on Buzz Lightyear was Prince, you know, Princess Miranova and she was like sort of kick-ass in her own way. But literally 90% of what she said was, Buzz, watch out! Like she, yeah. I mean, it was just a different role for females in any kind of action animation at all. And then this, and then they made this show where like, where Kim Possible's just amazing. Well, so is she go though. And so is she. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, so, some would argue that they really are equals in this way. Yes. And, and it was really, it was obviously, we've always talked about how people have taken them and their sort of uh, <laughs> equality into a place where, oh my gosh, there are these two women and they're beautiful and <laughs> all that stuff that's happened. The, yes, oh, Googling, yes. Googling Kim and Chigo can be, be an interesting <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, you know what's so funny is like, when you go to Comic-Con or when, you know one of those and you see the, the Kim Shigo pairs, you're like, oh, <laughs> but, I don't, <laughs> but I also don't talk to them because I'm scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, wow. Amazing, though. Because yeah, they look we, like they like, look like powerful people. Yeah, and, and like I'm, women. Yeah, and I'm nervous. I'm a nervous Nelly. But that's the other thing. I mean, when you look at Kim and Ron, and you look at Draken and Shigo, they are flip sides of each other. It's like Draken is the evil right. Ron, and that's true. And, and Shigo is is the is the. I, you know what I would love to ask Mark and Bob is how much of the character they had flushed out when they started because some of the, my favorite episodes are when we get to meet Shigo's family, where it's like he go and we go, yeah, we and, go. and me go. Yes, they and come back the whole, a couple They were times team too. go. They were like a they were yeah. a superhero team go. That's right. Oh. And so you wonder how, you know, how much of that was flushed out or I'm guessing, and this is not just because you're here with us now, I would say the same thing, Nicole, that Nicole was so good and the character yes. was so good that they yes. went, we got to extrapolate this out a lot. Because they could. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It warranted that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And I think that also explains the offer only thing. Which I don't think that I think they thought it was going to be like <laughs> an episode and a half. Uh, but, but listen, it was more. And so I couldn't be happier about that. Well, I just remember several records. So a lot of people don't know that. Well, we talked about this. Christy and I didn't get to record a lot together. And I was most of the record sessions that I did were with you and John. I'm so jealous. It was the three (laughs) of us kind of in the room together. And we got to know each other pretty well during that time. I mean, great. We saw each other all the time. It was amazing. And we would spend two-thirds of the recording session talking and then listening to to John do Barry White and, you <laughs> yeah, know... Pretty much. <laughs> and, and laughing oh and, and me just, like, you know, basically with an air cigarette, like, this is... I mean, <laughs> this town is bullshit, you know? <laughs> and L.A. Studios, that whole vibe of the place that we recorded Kim was very, almost looked like a physical embodiment of our sets on Kim. Don't you think? It was Art Deco. It was very sure. dim lighting. Yes. It was like palm palm leaves everywhere with little jungle. Like, monkey, it was jungle. Yeah, jungle. Yes. It was such a vibe. And some of the greatest things ever have been recorded there. I mean, like, yeah. from the, the coolest cartoons to, like, Spinal Tap. The music for Spinal Tap was all recorded. Oh, wow. No studios. way! Like, oh, yeah. It's, there's a history to that place that is just remarkable. I it's, um, it's home for me. It's home for me. I love it there. Yeah, actually, I feel the, very similar because when I would go there, uh, you know, Kim was just so new to me and the whole thing of it was so new. And I was, uh, you guys were all legends to me. And so I was so excited to be a part of it that it was like, it felt like, 
being at LA Studios just was home in that way. But I miss you, Nicole. I'm I so miss happy you that too. she can She's, uh, she was so wonderful to come and cook with me and we made some green goddessy thing and yes. we had a blast. But I, I mean, I want to think about what we didn't talk about. Okay, well, I have one thing. So we we're asking everybody this. What do you think? Why, I mean, we've all been in this business for decades now. We've all done different projects. Some of them come, some of them go. What do you think has made Kim Possible sustain for 20 years? That's such a good question. I mean... I think there I think it's the relationships that they're in, in, insanely antagonistic, right? Even like like you said, well like you pointed out like the two duos, right? Even within their like ins- and then the the two versus two, insanely antagonistic but with such levity that there was it it never it never got like even Dracon on his worst moment was like son of a gun, like it never got heavy and it but it also never felt pandering. So it kept it light without it feeling like we were talking wow. to like little kids. I think that's true. Totally. There was a movement. You're right. Absolutely. It was. It never. I, we were talking about how I, I watched the pilot for the first time in probably 20 years last night. And it wasn't talking down to kids at all. It didn't seem like it was for kids. It just seemed like mm-hmm. a good, like I could see like going from watching The Simpsons to going to watching Kim Possible. Like you could, like uh, it could have been a late night primetime kind of show. It didn't feel like you were watching a Disney Channel like little kid show. No, I, I, I agree. Bob and Mark don't write that. And I don't think we act that. I don't think that's that's in our any of our wheelhouses. And I don't think that's, that's certainly not in their wheelhouse. They they write to the funny. I think that's true. Yeah, so can we ask quickly, what what are you working on now? And I just told you you had a movie that came out last week, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and I love that you had, you had to tell me that. Um, uh, I'm working on the... I, am I allowed to say it? I think I'm allowed to say yes, it. Yes, what can you tell us you're working on? Let's put it that way. The Clone High. There's a Clone High reboot that's coming out. So I've been doing that. That and that's twenty years later. Not t- less, a little less than twenty years as well. But uh, and but then DC superhero girls. DC superhero girls. Yeah, which is. Uh, I mean, that cast is Nicole, like. Yeah. Who do you play in that, Nicole? I play a little character called Supergirl. She's Supergirl. Ah, that's so cool. I know. Isn't that the funniest thing ever? <laughs> She's that I'm Supergirl. Super so cool. Like this raspy nasal voice is Supergirl. But uh, yeah, the, I mean Lauren. Wrote, wrote the character so like she they're just a bunch of teenagers and they're in each other's faces and they love each other and they're in each other's faces and they love it you know that cycle and uh supergirl's just like shocking guys she's sort of over it all and like can't <laughs> you know and it's like the rest of them annoy her and she's a heavy into heavy metal and you know all that all this stuff but it's a it's a it's, yeah, a, it's a great take on the character it really is a great take on on supergirl yeah I need to watch this because I've been oh, hearing so from good. Will, now you, Tara, Strong. Like, I've been hearing so many good things about it. I'm very excited about this movie. I, mean, I think g- I'm going to watch it with my girls. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Should. You should. They would love it, actually. I mean, okay. watching Tara Strong work and watching Gray. Tara Strong, because she'll be like on her phone. She'll be like, and they'll be giving notes. And she's like, <laughs> like Instagram, 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 yeah, Instagram, Instagram. And then she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, and does it. <laughs> It, perfectly, perfectly, <laughs> at a hundred yeah. miles an hour, taking all the yeah. notes they set. I'm like, oh my god, she's crazy good. It's, it's, uh, yeah. That cast is when I got a chance to to join y'all. That was, uh, you know, for for how how briefly it was. That was the cast where it was like, wow, everybody in here is really good. It was, it so, was fun, and everyone did different stuff, and it was, it's, yeah. Gray is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. So listen, the um the voice thing though, you were just saying how. 
Supergirl has this, you know, raspy voice, but you know, with Shiko, did you, did you lean into that harder? Like, how did you find inspiration for her voice when you finally? It was offer only, but I'm sure once you appeared, you're like, I'm going to make this character. (laughs) Um, I listen. I legitimately was smoking a lot of cigarettes at the time. I was. Oh, I was young. I was season two. Season two KP, not season one KP. Yeah, Yeah. I was all like, (laughs) so the rasp was there, and uh, you know, it's so funny. I remember there was. I was at a friend's house, and he. His he's like, oh, my God, my daughter back east is such a huge fan of Kim Possible. And she would be, can you leave her a message as she go? And I was like, I mean, sure. And then we're at a party. Like, it's a nighttime party. Like, drinks and people smoking. Cigarettes. And I was like, uh <clears throat> Hey, it's it's Shigo. Uh, like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> there was like nine people watching, and I'm like, I mean, it's just kind of my voice. Yeah. <laughs> like I think he expected me to go into some like interesting. Rah, 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 and I was like, no, it's just kind yeah. of how I talk. Uh, it was. We were all. Yes. We were all. Yeah. The, it was. It's the '90s. It was what early 2000s. And yeah. It, yeah. Smoking was and... still cool. Smoking was still cool. Yeah. Now everybody's uh, like, uh, life is a thing you want to live long. Yeah. 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 I just had my eight-year anniversary. <laughs> I just had my eight-year anniversary two days ago. That's Thank amazing. you very much. That's two really exciting. Eight years without that's a cigarette. Amazing. Very exciting. Yeah. I I got pregnant when we were doing Kim Possible, so that's when twice, that, twice, and that's when that yeah. ship sailed. <laughs> Stupid, stupid cigarette well, I, this, this also has to be cut out or we will bleep it because your response to getting pregnant was still one of the funniest stories I've ever heard ever. What we're is sitting it? there, We're sitting I there and it. she walks in and I'm like, how are you? And without missing a beat, she goes, ugh, I'm f- pregnant. <laughs> that is exactly how Shigo would say that, though. That is exactly how Shigo would like, say that. I was like, that's your dragons. fucking answer. That's your answer, Will. <laughs> Okay, are you happy? I'm pregnant. It was oh my gosh, so that's good hilarious. though. Uh, so then the, your oh your gosh. little one is now how old? He's 15. Oh man. Wow. 15 years yeah. ago already. And yeah, 20 20 years of KP here. This is crazy. I Did know. he watch it? He has up, they have seen like- it. Listen, they don't think anything I do is interesting or cool. Like, there's no <laughs> version nothing, of There's it. not a single thing where they've nah. been like, wow, that's cool, Mom. No, nothing. I remember wow. at one point, I was like, Penguins of Madagascar, Bob, Bob Mark's show Penguin. I was like, I play the otter on this show. I mean, it's a very funny show. And they're like, yeah, we don't really like And I was like, it's won an Emmy. It beat, <laughs> it beat out Family Guy for an Emmy and an important show. Like I was beside myself that they and they they just can't hear me doing anything. Oh my god! And what about Mad TV or, or no. Mad oh, King of Queens? Nothing. Maybe King oh. of Queens. They could watch for a minute or two. But I remember when I was little. This is a true story. I uh, Sesame Street called oh, and I and I got to do one of those a Sesame Street video. Uh, you know that back then they were called videos and I. I was the letter A, and Steve Carell was Steve Carell. Steve, uh, uh, Carell or Colbert? Colbert. Thank you. Okay. Ding ding ding. Um, <laughs> Steve Colbert was the letter Z, and it was a story of the letter A versus letter Z. And we were dressed up as the letters in big stuffy costumes, and we and we were doing bits around the mall, and like A and Z, one's misunderstood, one's misunderstood. You know, that was the gist. And at one point, That's so cute. And I'm it's a Sesame Street video, and I'm showing it to my kids, and they're stone faced. I'm like, guys, mom's the letter A on Sesame Street, stone faced. And then there's a crowd scene where my husband is like in the back and everyone's like singing a song and they go look at daddy I was like I swear <laughs> to God no 
I swear to God. I was like, I will. So excited that dad was in the background singing. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're going to look back and realize that you were in everything. Hey, you know what, Nicole? When they have kids and you're the grandma, you're going to be the coolest right. grandma ever. I promise. It's just going to skip a generation. Yeah, yeah exactly, wow. exactly. Exactly. They'll get there. So will you hang yeah. out with us for another 10, 15 minutes? We're going to go talk to DiMaggio yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, boy. And then we're going to come back and for the first time in 20 years record new Kim Possible content. And Lisa Schaefer will be directing us, by the way. Yay, Lisa. Good luck with that cup of crazy called Jones. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell them yourself. Exactly. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in like 10, Uh, 12 minutes. I love you guys. I'll see you in a minute. Love you too. See you in a bit. Awesome. Wow. This is going so great. Oh, my goodness. John DiMaggio's here. John DiMaggio's here. This is not a test, everybody. I made it. This is a real reunion. Just talking totally. to Nicole, Mark, and Bob. Lisa Schaefer's coming in. We've yeah. got a new Kim Possible scene to record. I'm excited about that. I just read it. It's funny. It's Isn't boy, it? we had fun. Didn't we? Boy, have fun? we had fun on this show. We really did. I mean, you know, listen, Christy, you and I really didn't get to record a lot. That's sad. But but Will and I mm-hmm. got to record all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're fixing I, that today. Always, I guess. It was always. <laughs> It was always guaranteed that we were going to laugh. The whole time. We were going to laugh our asses off. Yep, like, the it, whole time. Because just the whole time. Oh, it was so funny. I, I mean, like, I even remember, remember that time, Will, you read that line and you were like, uh, what is the Rufus Corkscrew? The Ruf- Rufus Corkscrew! <laughs> I mean, and it just sounded so wrong, yet it was so right. Um, yeah, Ron, I, you, know, Ron had a, you both had a tendency to have to say some really crazy lines. Oh, it yeah. was so fun, though. So wait, let me ask you the first question, then. We'd like to ask everybody. Do you remember auditioning for this show? Do you remember when you when Kim Possible first came across your, your table? The big blue, the big blue Yeah. Guy. I mean, I all, I all I remember was just being like, I can, I can channel this. I can, <laughs> I can get this guy. I mean, he's really just a, you know, just a, a rehashed Harvey Corman like bad guy. Like that's uh-huh. that's all I was thinking. I was just like, nah, just do your Harvey Corman and just have fun and be over the top with this guy. And it was, I mean, and, and I knew it, and I and I and I got it, and it was pretty cool. Um, the the, I mean, it, it was just always so damn funny. Like it was yeah. always so ridiculous. I mean, we have. <laughs> Yeah. And you said some ridiculous stuff in your time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I have said a lot of ridiculous stuff. But I mean, it's it's uh, it's 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 the guys. It's 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 Rob and Mark. They were just... just so you know, they're listening to you right now. Oh good, um, they're on mute and standing by here. So they said that this is like they're. That's that's that 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 exactly. That's what they always. That's what producers always sound like when you're recording, yeah, anyway, yeah. right? No, they. I mean, those guys. Everybody on that show. I was lucky enough to work with them again on Penguins. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just unbelievable. And well, Bob, is, are, he's on also, fire on Twitter. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's right? on fire. That's what everybody's yeah. talked about. Is, is, on fire. Bob on Twitter is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, now, this ahead, wasn't please. your first animated series as a regular, was it, Kim Possible? I don't think so. 
What I'm are you not talking sure. about? Futurama came well, before Futurama, Wolf. I'm trying to figure out the timing. Futurama okay. was in the late 90s, right? Yeah, Futurama, yeah. Futurama, Futurama was 99. I was a big fan. Okay, yeah. So 99, and this was that, what, 2002 when we started recording? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah, if you, so yeah. If you were coming, off, coming from season one, which turned out to be season one of 38 yeah. different times yeah. of Futurama. That, uh, yeah, totally. I'm such a fan of that, really. Oh, thanks. Such yeah. a it's a phenomenal show. Yeah. I'm so happy yeah, you're yeah, back. And we're doing and more of them, so that's pretty cool. So so happy. So happy yeah. that happens, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. So this was this was after Futurama, yeah. but it was one of those things was it was like once I got the Futurama gig underneath me, then it just then things just started to, you know, snowball. Snowball and and I started to get gigs left and right, which was really wonderful. My pension, thanks each and <laughs> yes. every one of those shows. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But yeah. like just this just the same, like uh no, th- but this was just so damn funny. And it was great. And it was like all about girl power and you know, just Aww. you know, these goofy, these goofy villains. The villains were just straight up goofy. All yeah. I was gonna say you're also you're also motor ed, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. came about because we were screwing around in the studio yep. and I was just See? So I was always going like this, man. <laughs> totally. Totally. It was the totally. Uh, it was the totally. Totally. Yes, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Sure. Well, possible. Yeah. You know, and we kept. I just the thing I remember was constantly singing "Motor Ed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, your prize for flight? Yeah, we, that was over and over. We would just be singing, yeah, <laughs> singing yeah. that the whole time. It was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, so Motor Bob Ed and Mark. Came a- that's what I was gonna say. So they heard you playing around, and they decided this would be a full-on character. Yeah, I realize and, that. And That's very cool. Which is what happens when you're involved on a show like for that long. If you're screwing around, you know, in between stuff. Hold on, I say, hey, Fran, I'm trying to do a thing. <laughs> He's trying the to dog. do a thing, Fran. <laughs> the, the dog. dog is the just, dog. Huff, shush. Huff. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> um, but no, no but respect. like you know, w- when you get in the studio with people that are really creative and. You get to, you know, kind of let your freak flag fly. You know, things happen and and they go, oh, we could use that somehow. We could use this somehow. And it just starts to happen. It works. It works. Yeah, and it works. And it just works. And John, did you always, did you always do voices even before? I mean, we don't really, I don't really know your. your yeah, I mean, you know, I was always, it was part of my, when I did stand up, I did stand up from like 90 to 96. And I quit the. Com- I was in a comedy team, and then I quit the comedy team because I was coming out to L.A. to do a hospital drama. Of course, yes. like we all yeah, do. Of course, as we, as we all as do. As we all you- do, and should. <laughs> but yeah, I've always incorporated voices and stuff like that. I've always been a mimic, not really a guy who's an impersonator, right? But I always do impressions of people that aren't famous. You know, like <laughs> like like the guy, like you know. I used to work with a guy named Manny at Pathmark. Remember Pathmark? The, oh, the, yeah. Of the course. supermarket back of east that's oh, yeah. gone out of business? Oh, yeah, it became st- right, it became Pathmark. it became Big Y, didn't it? Or something. It became some or Stop and I, Shop or something yeah, like that. No, yeah. Maybe Stop and Shop yeah. bought him out. Yeah. I don't even know. But yeah. this guy, Manny, I used to work with, he had a he had a speech impediment, and I would just go on the I would go on the microphone. You <laughs> oh, can't no. do this nowadays. You could never yeah, do well. the stuff that we did then. But he would say <laughs> Hey, John, do me a favor. Go over to the dairy aisle and get me some orange juice. Oh, he sounds so and, sweet. Yeah, I mean, he was a real nice guy. He was totally fine. But, you know, I would just, you know, pick, grab the microphone. <laughs> Manny, pick up on local, please. Manny, local. <laughs> and all the, everybody would die laughing. So, I, you know, if you could do, if you could do an impression of somebody well, good enough, you get the laughs. And so, you know, and I was all about 
little things like that. that well, so, it's also you're also one of those actors is one of my favorites where occasionally I will be watching something from the early 90s and it's like, oh, John DiMaggio's a bartender on Law and Order. And yeah. it's like that kind of stuff, or it's like I've taken screenshots and sent them to you. Like this is my yeah. current view. It's like yeah. you're 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 giving Sam Waterston, you know, some well, yeah. whoever it was, you know, whatever no, cop was, at the time. Uh, it was uh, hum- it was a it was a it was a sweeps episode because it was Law and Order and Homicide, Life on the Street. Yes. And um, oh God, what's his name? He was on the show with Andy Samberg and uh, oh oh um uh 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 Brana Bra- um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think of it. Oh, you know who oh, I'm talking Andre, about. Andre Brower? Andre Brower. Andre Brower. Andre Brower, yeah. He was the guy that was on the opposite side, and he was showing off his Baltimore badge, and I was like, get out of here with that Baltimore. <laughs> get out of here. I remember it's that day because I, I woke up late, but I lived like three blocks from the set, and I woke up, and I grabbed my stuff, and I ran and I showed up. Everything was fine. Yeah. Like, everything was totally fine. But it was my first gig, like, my first, it was my first like TV gig in New York. Oh, like camera. I'd done other mm-hmm. stuff, but this was like some, I think it was one yeah. of the first thing I got cast in. I was so scared and I'd show up and, and they were already blocking with second team. And <laughs> you I thought, thought you were I fired? got replaced. <laughs> like I didn't know how it worked. So yeah. And then I was like, Phew. all know? right, Jim, you made it. Great. How'd yeah. you hop in there? And oh uh, my God. It that's, was, but that uh, was the rite of passage because, you know, starting in New York myself, it was like, you done Law and Order yet? You do Law and Order? It's like, yeah, yeah I did. Yep, I did. Se- I did season. I was a Chris Noth Law and Order guy who who <laughs> oh. who battered me across the table. And it was like, everybody, it's like, oh yeah, Law and Order. You got to do your Law and Order at some point. I did an Wait, NYPD. I did, a, did I do an NYPD Blue? Oh, wow. Oh, that was I here. Grew up that was here, though. That was here. That was here. Ironically, oh, that was here one. on the Fox yeah. Yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, they I, shot and the original NYPD Blue not in New York. Wow. No, it was on the Fox lot, and it was yeah, like it was on the Fox lot. You'd get oh, cast, you get cast in NYPD Blue. I'd have friends that were like, "I can't wait to be in it," but man, I live in the Valley. I don't want to drive to the Fox lot. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, but uh, oh my! So, so we we've asked the same question of everybody so far that we've talked to. You know, we've all been in this business for a very long time. We've as we've said, and you have projects that come and projects that go. Some of them matter to you. Some of them don't. Some of them matter. To the audience some of them don't what do you think it is about kim possible that has made this last for 20 years i oh it's definitely the character development interesting the characters there's always someone that you're just like i love that guy oh my god that guy i love that guy you know like i I just i mean ron stoppable is one he (laughs) just constantly i mean he doesn't loves you will will he doesn't sound like you but he is you. That's the best part because you're quick. Nobody knows how. No, I don't know how many people don't know how funny you are and how so fast funny. you are. That's oh, very sweet. And how you what a quick wit you are. Very. And funny. that that's what that's what helps that show. I mean, like, and it's, it's girl power. You either yeah. you're either you're either for Kim or you're for Shigo. Yep. And there are a bunch of great villains that are ridiculous yeah. that you can always get a laugh out of. And then, you know, and then like you know, Kim's family. Like there's there's so many, you know, Doctor Draken's mom. Like yes. wasn't yeah yeah wasn't that who played? Wait, that was Estelle Get. Was that a not Estelle I'll, Getty? I'll Google it. Who played? No, it was um Draken's it was the mom. woman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Which oh oh um uh, was it was it George's mom on Seinfeld? Yeah, it was yeah George's yes. mom. I think. Oh, uh, Estelle I, Harris. Estelle, yeah, Estelle yeah. Harris. Yeah, she played. Yeah. The, I mean, like we had so many people under. We have Ricardo Montalban. Like, yeah, uh, we, I mean, like 
to uh, insanity. The the people yeah. that we and I, I've been saying this to Mark and Bob, the people that were on the show that we didn't get a chance to work with, where yeah. it's like Gene Smart and Ricardo Montalban and oh Gary Cole and, and oh my God, sorry, I said it. Gene no, Smart, I, like yeah, Gene yeah, Smart. I mean, yeah, it was it Gene was Smart. insane. Have it you was seen Hacks? Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Unbelievable. I mean, one after yeah. another of the yeah. people that were on Kim Possible. That it was just like, you've got to be kidding me with this cast. And also, I have to think that the, our show, I'd like to give it up to the show and the integrity of the show because it was the show to be on. And I remember one time, this is a very random moment, and I didn't really hang out in fancy places with fancy people uh, in L.A. But one time, okay, guys, I saw Jude Law at the Chateau, and I was talking, we were talking, everybody was talking, and he was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, Kim Possible. I was the voice of Kim Possible. He's like, my kids love that show. And it's like, it was the echo heard around the world. I don't know if you but like, Dakota Fanning played Baby Kim. Ving Rhames was, like, super yoked up, like... Like uh, in that stitch yeah, in time, yeah, in the, the sti- stitch in time, it was. You're right. It was kind it was of like this show to be on. Talent. Yeah, no, yeah. They, yeah, they pulled out all the stops for everybody on that. All the guests consistently. Stories. It was yeah. pretty awesome. Jude Law, I didn't know that. That's a cool story. It's so a you're, it's so what I got from that is you like to party at the Chateau Marmont. I don't. <laughs> Girl, you get it on at the shack. I was cool once. That. I try to tell my kids. I try to. We know that. We know cool that. Once. That is that's what we're taking. That's the hashtag du jour. Christy hangs out at Chateau Marmont. Yeah. <laughs> so are we? Uh, are should we? Should we hop into this now? Because I think we've got a brand new, brand new Kim Possible content for the first time in twenty years. Essentially, yeah. I can't even it's, right it's now. Awesome. We're I so, so I read it and I was just like, oh yeah, this is like riding a bike. It does. It brings you, I thought the same thing. It's like it's nah. right back to what to what happened. It's it's amazing. I can't. We're gonna do this. It's happening right now. Still have my Kim Possible text tone. It's been 15 years since we were last recording uh, Kim Possible with all these fine people. Christy Romano, Will Friedle, John DiMaggio, Nicole Sullivan, written and created by Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle. I'm the voice director, Lisa Schaefer. And I could not be happier to be here. Uh, the only way to be happier was with if we were all in person. Um, this is a super fun radio play podcast of what the new Kim Possible would be if they had podcasts back then. So uh, here we go. <laughs> um, we will start. Uh, there are no line numbers. So uh, we will do this radio play version, wa- pages one through the end. And here we go. Ron, where have you been? Uh, where have you been, Kim? I've been here at the rendezvous point for like 20. 20- What's that smell? Diablo sauce. I might have stopped at Bueno Nacho on the way. It's 9 a.m. Two words, KP. Breakfast Naco. Available for a limited time only. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. All right. Here's the dealio. Wade Track Draken to... (laughs) Draken Draken. Ron. Sorry. Wade Traced Draken to this abandoned factory. Uh, What did they make? Who make? The factory. What did they make? Is that important? Maybe. Who's to say what's important? Probably someone who isn't late for a mission because he had to have his breakfast belly bomb. Limited time only! Shh. Let's move. Air ducts? It's the only way to sneak. Ugh. 
Okay, is this air duct more snug than usual or is that just me? Definitely you. Maybe if you didn't eat your daily calorie max for breakfast. Okay, let it go, Kim. We've moved on. Oh, hey, I think I see. <laughs> Kim Possible. Draken. Welcome to the pod. What? Relax and strap in. Oh, no, wait. I'll do it. Oh, comfortable? Not really. Then I did my job. <sighs> okay, why did she go to strap us in front of these super cool microphones? What's the sitch, Draken? Oi, the buzz phrase. You two. Kim Possible and... Wait a minute, let me check my card. Really? Ron Stoppable. First guests on my new true crime podcast. Well, you are a true criminal. Bingo! That's the twist. <laughs> it's a true crime podcast. You say that ten times faster, dare you? It's a true crime podcast from the criminal's point of view. The yappin' dragon experience. Just humor him. He thinks this is clever. Chico, why must you stomp on all my schemes? Nobody likes a scheme stomper. Wait, are you two still a couple? I'm supposed to be interviewing you? Hello? Yeah, no. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just say it did not work out. Why, though? Yeah! What did I just say? Is he always like this? More or less, but I work around it. Okay. Our couple name was Shackin. And ew, gross. I don't know what was wrong with Drago. Okay, other than your name came before mine, it sounds like we beat up Rocky. I never thought of it that way. Anyway, so good. Uh, good to have you here, Kim, on the pod. Ugh, do I even have a choice? I'm strapped in. This is good Ugh. sassy banter. The blue boys will eat this up with a spoon. You'll cut this part out, right? Blue boys? My online fan community. Uh, question. How many blue boys are we talking about here exactly? What they lack in numbers, they make up for in passion. Way too much passion. So less than ten. You think you're all that, but no, it's twelve. Okay. Are you taking over the world, or is the world taking you over? Wait, what are we doing? A word from our sponsors. You have commercials? Dragon gotta eat, son. Dr. D, have you ever just had one of those days you just don't feel evil? Oh boy, did I. Then I discovered Villain's Vitabad Power Powder Supplement. Just two heaping tablespoons in your favorite smoothie, and you'll feel terrible all day. Mmm, mmm, is this mango? You bet. Villain's Vitabad Power Powder, used everywhere from the maddest labs to the dankest lairs. And we're back with Kim Possible. And uh, where's that card? Oh, come on! Ha <laughs> ha! So what have you been up to, Kim? Big plans for the summer? This is so weird. You have no idea. Chico! Let's try this. Who is your favorite villain? And keep in mind, Monkey Fist doesn't have a podcast. Ooh, okay, I was gonna say that. I loathe all my foes equally, Draken. Kim is always so tactful. Okay, I'm bored. I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Can we just cut to the part where you reveal the real plot and thus blow it? Shego, you know I've been working on my excess blab problem. 
Oh, wait, there's an evil plot after all this? Is this canon? No, but this is my supersonic plasma dragon cannon. <laughs> Say goodbye, Kim Possible. And where's that card? Come on. Ah, she got out. So not saying goodbye, Draken. Way to go, KP! Well, that's all the time, the time we have. We'll be back next week, maybe Shut we- up and talk! <laughs> all right, nice move, KP! What move? She bounced off a wall! Oh, yeah. Yes, it's called parkour. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Serpent strike with a spin kick! Follow through! Oh, I wish you could see this! It's so cool! Well, Shigo just did a thing. I believe it's a roundhouse. It's roundhouse. That was oh. a bad movie. And KP dodges! Hey, hey, she didn't oh. dodge that. Ooh, that gal can really fly. Oh, wait, 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 what's this? What's this? KP on D with the hair dryer grapple. Oh, oh, and she's going for it. It's mean versus teen. And out, teen just got dodged, dunked, and kicked butt. Shiko returns fire with the hot hands. Ooh, it could be, it might be. There's the swipe. Oh, she's down. She's down, but she's not out. Holy cow. Good night, Irene. Bye-bye, baby. <laughs> Booyah and forget it. Get out the rye bread and mustard, Grandma, because it's grand salami time. What? what? I don't know. I, I, I was riffing. <laughs> and there's the hit. She go with no regard for human life. Hi oh, oh, possible in for the save. Adios, green lady. Oh, please, if there's one thing I know, it ain't over till it's over. And it's... <laughs> oh, dear, it's over. Uh, what happened? Yeah, I got a heart out. Beat you next time, losers. Yo, listen up, Hep Halifirma. Okay, KP, we gotta go. Mm, global emergency? Nope, Bueno Nacho just switched over to the lunch menu. Uh, seriously? Draken, you in? I might have a nosh. Fine. Let's eat. Like ride Yay! the bike! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Wow. I can't believe I forgot a booyah and you saved me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> to throw in a booyah? <laughs> it almost seems aggressive that you forgot a booyah. <laughs> I know. It seems personal. It seems personal. It was a test. Well, we I, we love you guys. Christy, so cool. let's just do the full outro here. Thank you guys all okay. so much for joining us on the 20th anniversary episode of, of Kim Possible. Dreams come true. Anybody have any Geritol? <laughs> 20 years. This, oh, is, uh, this was not only going to be something amazing for the fans, but uh, what a way to spend a morning seeing everybody together again and revisiting these characters. And, oh, just unbelievable. So... Thank you all for joining us here on I Hear Voices. Christy, Thank you. anything else? Yes. No, not at all. This was the most perfect day ever. I love you guys, and I love all the fans, and hell, can we just get a reboot, reboot already? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> let's just start doing this as a, again, because it's too much fun, even if it's just for us. <laughs> yeah. I know. Regardless. Oh, man. <laughs> love you guys. Right. Love you so much. We love Thank you, Nicole. you everybody. Thank you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One thing for everybody before they go, because this is going to be big. Let's go around the horn real quick. Where can everybody find you on your socials? Johnny, where are your social? Where's your social? I'm at the John DiMaggio. That couldn't sound more pretentious, but you just got it. <laughs> at the John DiMaggio, both on Twitter and on Instagram. All right, Nicole? At Sullivan Nicole. Bob? Uh, my cartoon Twitter is Bob underline Schooly at Twitter.com, I guess. And uh, I have another Twitter, R Schooly, S-C-H-O-O-L-E-Y. 
And that's for everything that's not cartoons. Mark, what do you got? On Twitter, uh, my handle is at RidiculousMark. Okay, Lisa? At, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Sparkly723. That's amazing. Christy, you can find everywhere. And if yes. you find me, it's got to be on the street because I am not on uh, <laughs> any social media. I love that you ask about social yeah, media. And you're not and even you're on. Not on. I do. She's it's on the, the joy. I do. Yeah. It's the joy. So. Come up and say Look hi. At you uh, taking if care you of your mental me. health, whatever. I know. No, no, right. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, well, so thank great. you all for joining us, making our dreams come true and everybody else's as well. So, for everybody out there, thank you for joining us on the 20th anniversary of a very important show for all of us, Kim Possible. We know you loved it too, and we are so happy to be able to bring everybody together again uh, in what was truly been a magical, magical morning. So thanks everybody for joining us, and go hit us up at all their socials, or just say hi to me on the street. Thanks everybody. Stream that show. Yes. <laughs> stream, stream Kim Possible oh, yeah. on Disney+. Plus. On Disney Plus. <laughs> I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney and Will Friedle. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham and our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. And that was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video stream, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AAM, and Napster. Okay, Will, let's teach you about the internet. The what? (laughs) 